pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been, and will always be, about buckets. Just attack the basket. Buckets brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your best, best episode for Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day and the association. Everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. You can find all sorts of cool stuff in there. I'm going to have an article up on the latest ESPN straw poll and the implications for the MVP markets. I'll also have a piece in there about the Los Angeles Lakers and the recent conversations about them potentially looking to trade for Trey Young and a question of whether or not the Lakers are quiet quitting on LeBron James. So check that out in the app. Also check out youtube.com slash the action network. You'll find all sorts of great stuff. We'll be doing live shows for NBA coming up. We'll have some content from all-star weekend. Me and Sean Lillard are going to be there. going to be great. Just check out youtube.com slash the action network. Join me tonight for best bets. J money is money on Twitter in the action network app and on YouTube at J money is money and Albert Wynn, the analytics capper. You can find him on Twitter at analytics capper. We will go around the table and we will give our best bets and then we'll do the cap on them. Let's get in the lab, boys. Jay, what do you like on the Wednesday slate? Give me the 76ers minus three. Oof. Oof. Okay. All right. The very up against it 76ers without Joel Embiid. Albert Wynn, what do you like? Even a more gross play. Give me the Memphis Grizzlies plus four. Oh, we, we got the shovels in the manure tonight and we're going to find something special to pull out of here. All right. I am going to take the Denver Nuggets minus six versus the Sacramento Kings. All right, Jay, let's get started. You like those Philadelphia 76ers. I will say I thought this number was not right. This does not seem like the right number to me. I can't get to a place where I feel like this number is accurate. You are more bold than I am. Miami is a three and a half point underdog. No Jimmy Butler, no Josh Richardson. Somebody else is hurt. I forget who. They are currently putting a whooping on the Milwaukee Bucks. Why do you like the Sixers without Embiid versus Miami? Yeah, well, I mean, this isn't the first game that they're playing without Embiid. They've been playing without him. So it's a little bit different once you've gotten used to playing without your superstar. 
They're quiet. I mean, they just this team just shocked the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's been like the best team over the last month, a month and a half as well. So I'll be honest with you, I don't love the slate. This is the last main card and the last time these two teams are playing before All-Star break. So you never know what you're going to get. And I would love to have Tobias Harris here as well. But I think this is a heat face spot. I mean, the Heat aren't fully healthy as well, Matt. They have three starters um, out for this game. So both of these teams are wounded here. The Sixers have the rest advantage. The Heat, third game in Fortnite, back to back and i said i didn't take the heat tonight but i said if they win this game all right versus the books i'm fading tomorrow so that's what i'm doing like i said i don't love this card but i will take sixers minus three two four and one at just 33 percent. miami is this season on a back to back and obviously no jimmy no josh this is a rough spot for them i agree with the spot here this is gonna be an ugly game but i do think if you're gonna bet the sixers this is probably one of the better ones to get in on it don't hate the matchup in terms of like Tyrese Maxey and they got a lot of shooters. They just signed Kyle Lowry. I don't know if he's going to play or, or not tomorrow. I bet not. They'll probably do some conditioning with him. The Sixers will be an interesting one to kind of see. I, I honestly have think that they've underperformed a little bit their talent level. Like it's been surprising to me how they've fallen off. This is not that like Joel's not important. He obviously is. But like their lineups without Joel were doing well. And the fact that all of them cratered without him was a little bit extreme and probably an indication that like at some point that's going to turn. Now they've won and covered two straight versus the Wizards and Cavaliers, as Jay mentioned. So like Jay might be timing this absolutely perfect for like the spot to get in on Philly. So I like to play AC, the Memphis Grizzlies. They are going against one of the best teams in the league to fade on the road in the Houston Rockets. Why do you like Memphis in the spot? Yeah, we talked about games before the All-Star break. This is interesting for Memphis. They actually have a back-to-back before the All-Star break. They're playing Wednesday night against Houston, and then they're hosting Milwaukee, which is most likely going to come off a loss tonight. So out of the two games, you would think they're going to try to get one of them. Even though they're a bad team, even though they have a ton of injuries, they still have Jaron Jackson Jr., and I'm a big fan of Vince Williams as well. But Matt, you mentioned it. The Rockets are only 5-20 and 20 on the road this year. They're also coming off a very impressive win against New York, right? New York's always a tough team to play and tough team to beat, and they were able to, I believe, come back in the second half to beat the Knicks there. So that was impressive for Houston. Now they have to go on the road for one game before they take a week off. I don't think those guys are going to be disciplined enough to really take this game seriously. I know Dylan Brooks might. He's going back to Memphis. But other than that, I think the guys are looking you know, to Cancun, looking to Cabo, looking wherever it is for the next week. But I also think it's a spot. I mean, it's plus four for a team that's arguably, from a talent standpoint, with all of their injuries, could be, you can make an argument, it's the worst talent outside of Jaron Jackson in the NBA and they're only four-point underdogs against a team that just beat the Knicks. So I like Memphis here. I'm trusting my gut here with the spread. There's really no analytics behind this. I think this is more of a spot. This is more of a a game before the All-Star break, and I think Memphis is going to get one of these two, and I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee, so I think they'll, they'll beat Houston. No Fred Van Vliet for this one. Tari Eason's also out. Cam Whitmore is out. They did get that win versus the Knicks in a game that has been protested to the NBA because the Knicks decided that that's a thing to spend time on. By the way, my hope for that outcome is for them to grant the restart, that there's there's going to be like 1.4 seconds left for them to fly New York to Houston. <laughs> They'll have to do a tip, right? Because it was a, a shot and then it shouldn't have been called a foul. Do a jump ball. And then, because like you can't take away the what, what happens in the in that event, do a jump ball with like 1.5 seconds left. 
And then I want Houston to get the ball and make a half court shot and just. So it was a tie. So if it, so it'll likely go to overtime, basically. It'll likely go to overtime. It would just be crazy because they'd have to warm up and do all this shit, put Mm -hmm. on jerseys, all this shit. For five minutes. Yep. I really, I badly want it to happen. I really want them to have to fly to Houston and then play this. And then the ideal would be for Houston to get the ball and make a half court shot. And so they only play for a second. They go through all of this. Just yeah, for them, it'll be nice to play one second. That that would be my ideal. Yeah, they'll probably just say no. The time's expired, and they'll just play the overtime if they decide to overturn it. Which not a lot of precedent for that, despite the admitted bad call. Okay, you know, look, I've got this higher just because I've got you know Houston's going to have a higher power rating just based off of one the underlying stats and their performance at home. So I've got this like eight. I would agree with you. The number is suspicious. Like the number is suspicious enough. I don't want to bet Houston. And the injuries, I think, in fact, you know, move this much more in the direction of four. And look, Memphis can can do some stuff, but boy, I do applaud you for the very gross play, AC, because that's uh that's a nasty one. But I gotta admit, although I will say this, uh Houston three and oh straight up two and one ATS as a road favorite. So the market has known how to price them when they've been favorites. They've underperformed badly when they're not the better team on home court. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, mine's going to be Nuggets minus six. This is not a complex thing here, guys. They just got housed by the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back. The Nuggets are coming off of consecutive blowout losses to the Kings and then the Milwaukee Bucks. This is their last game before the All-Star break. They're at home. The Kings are on a back-to-back in altitude. Denver smashes here. That's just what they do. Like, Denver did not show up for that game versus the Kings. They got the emotional win versus the Lakers. And the next night, we're completely unprepared to play and got run off the floor. Milwaukee genuinely whipped their ass. Like, nothing to say but positive things, but the Bucks gave that out on buckets. I liked Milwaukee in that game. Thought it was a good matchup for them and a good spot for them. Denver is better than they've shown in the last two games. Sacramento, I don't think, is that good of a team in general. Like, I don't think that they're on the Nuggets level. And I'm getting the, this spot here where I make this nine when Denver is such a dominant home court team. 
Sacramento just typically kind of underperforms. Now, Sacramento's defense is better on the road. The under is another thing I have an edge towards here. I don't have a big enough number to play it, but I do have an edge there. But I just feel like this is a smash spot, Jay. I love the Nuggets in this spot. They're good with Murray and Jokic. They're at something like 65% ATS when they've lost a previous matchup. Hasn't been good this season, but there's been fewer of those games. So it's smaller sample this season. They're at home. Kings in altitude. This feels like a smash spot when I'm laying less than seven here. Yeah, I wish they had Jamal Murray, man. If they had Murray, then I'd be taking this for sure. Looks like he's going to be out for this game, him and KCP. I don't think KCP means as much, and they can still blow him out. I mean, they still have the race advantage coming off two bad losses. The spot says Nuggets. I can only look their way. I'm just worried that they're missing two starters, and I'm not the biggest fan of their depth. Uh, It's kind of crazy. I was thinking about going to this game, but once I saw Jamal Murray, I'm like, no, I'm not going to this fucking game. But um, I don't think the Kings – I, I don't think the Kings are as good as their record. So, um, I mean, that's just me. I agree. Malone did kind of indicate they're going to be pretty cautious with us KCP. They have to be like, I'll just tell you, KCP is not going to play. Period. And die. he's not going to play because he had a hamstring tightness and had to leave the game. They can't risk it. They pull him back out there. He could pop it. And that's three, four weeks. They won't mess with that. And he kind of made it seem like they're probably going to do the same thing with Jamal. They still, I think, have enough to, to smash Sacramento here. Just again, because Jokic is so dominant at home. I know that Murray is, I'll put it this way, wouldn't shock me if Murray played. So you can go ahead and wait on this one. If Murray plays, this will pop back up to six and a half, or this will probably pop to seven, seven and a half. I think that's fine. Maybe eight. That's fine. I don't think it'll get to nine, which is my buy point. I think it's it's a pretty good spot here, AC. I don't, it's not that I love it without Jamal Murray, but I do like it more than the other spots. I just think that, that this is a spot where Sacramento is just going to be like, it's the altitude back to back and very few teams are able to win that. Yeah, for me, I like the first half a lot more. Denver is coming off two first halves where they got blown out. They lost by 10 to the Kings in the first half two games ago, and then they got blown out by the Bucks by 16 in the first half of the previous half. So I think this is a when a good team is motivated, I think they come out early and often and really set the tone. So I like the first half for teams that are coming off losses personally. And then if Jamal Murray isn't playing, you would expect Jokic to just carry the team on his back. The issue there, if you want to play a Jokic prop, which I'm not a prop better, it might be a potential, you know, blowout. So he might sit out, you know, the second half of the fourth quarter or something like that. But I agree with Matt and Jay. This is the Denver Nuggets spot or nothing at all. But I like the first half more than the full game. I think the six is a little fishy. Pelicans Wizards. I do want to know because we've been playing that Pelicans first half. I've got this just under the number. It's 12 and a half. I've got actually about point under at 11 and a half. I would love to take the Pels here and just keep riding that first half bet that we've been going on. But the numbers kind of got me off of it. And the Pelicans Zion's questionable, so I don't want to mess with it. A couple others. Uh, Bulls Cavs. I do want to get Jay and AC's thoughts on this one. So Cavs are minus eight and a half. They've obviously been one of the best teams in the league, but Bulls have been good. Like they're 11 and seven straight up and ATS since January 5th. Like they've actually been a good team like the spot. I think this is too many points. I've got this at six. I don't necessarily love the Bulls to win this game, but I do think that they can cover. My only problem though, is when I looked up, how does Chicago do versus top 10 defenses? They're minus four in spread differential versus top 10 defenses over at clean the glass. I needed a reason not to bet Chicago and that gave me one, but boy, I it's going to be hard not to bet Chicago for me here, Jay. I think this is too many points. I think the Bulls can hang with an eight with a Cleveland team that's so reliant on defense. 
Yeah, I say go with your gut here. I mean, obviously the Cavs are playing some of the best basketball over the last month or two here. So they're coming off that loss. So you just wonder, you never know which one of these teams is going to be like, all right, let's, let's go to vacation or all right, let's go ahead and smash and get a good win before we go uh, on vacation. So I don't really know what to do. I usually try to get into the mindset of these players. I don't know what we're going to get tomorrow. It's always yeah, it's really sketchy fun. the few days before, before like you're getting a little break there. Trust me, I know because I'm kind of limping to the break as well, man. <laughs> So uh, I, I know how they feel, but some of these guys are going to be checked out, man. So, but I mean, the Cavs, they've won six straight versus the Bulls. They damn near own them. It's just not a game that I'm interested in. AC, you got any thoughts on that one? I like the under in this game. If you look at their head-to-head, the unders hit four or less five times. And the one time it didn't hit, it went into overtime. So that was an extra five minutes there. I think Cleveland coming off a loss where they gave up 123 to Philadelphia, they're really going to play some defense in this one. The other thing I wanted to point out is you said Chicago's been playing a lot better. They're just a better team without Zach Levine. Like, it is what it is. I'm sorry, Zach Levine fans. Like, they play more free. Their style is to go up and down without Levine and really shoot a lot of threes and things like that. And Cleveland's going to really hunker down, in my opinion. So I like the under. If you don't like the under, maybe just do the Chicago Bulls team total under or something like that. Because I do think Cleveland will be motivated for this game before the break. Last one before we get out of here is Warriors, Clippers, and the nightcap. No Kawhi Leonard. He's got an adductor strain. Going to miss some time with that. The Warriors are minus two and a half here. Jay, I think this is a a sell high on the Warriors spot. Buy low Mm. on Clippers at the same time. (laughs) This is rest on both sides of this. Like The Warriors have been absolutely mediocre this entire season. Their schedule lightens up. They get some wins versus some bad teams. They beat Utah and everyone's like, look at them beating Utah. And I'm like, okay, I get it was in Utah where they're good, but like, let's maybe chill out here a little bit, like to beat the Suns. Okay. So like I make this full season numbers fully healthy. I've got a Clippers minus four. That feels right to me. Is Kawhi worth six to the spread? Probably not. He's probably worth about four and a half. Like I don't mind the Warriors being favored, but this is heavy on two. The problem is it's like, Okay, so if I think this should be a pick this is inside of a number. This could be free throws, and I'm, I'm screwed here if I've still got Warriors favored. I don't want it, but I will say that the number bothers me. I do not think this should be where it's at currently in the market. We record this at minus two and a half. Yeah, and it's the first game of a back-to-back as well. They play Utah again the next night. So mm-hmm. it's a kind of crazy spot versus war. One of these games, they're probably risking some guys. But I just feel like if you could have got I believe the number was like, it opened at like plus two, plus two and a half. If you could have got the Warriors as a dog, they would have been a little bit more uh, enticing to me if you could have got it before the Kawhi news. But I'm not sure about land points with the Warriors. Here. They've been red hot, seven and one straight up and against the spread last eight. They've been balling. I've been yeah. cashing tickets with them as well. Yeah. But I mean, the Clippers are still still the better team and they're coming off a couple straight games where they've kind of just been lollygagging. I mean, the last game versus the Wolves, they were up four at the end of the half and then they got absolutely smoked in the uh, second half in that one. So Clippers really in the bounce back spot. At some point, one of these spots the Warriors are going to drop. It could be this one. Uh, I'd have to look towards the underdog here and I think I would have said that no matter who was the underdog. So I would only look towards taking the points in this guy. I think you're, you're right there, man. It might be a little bit of a sell high with the Warriors in this particular matchup. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not brave enough to actually do it. So I'm going to sit here and say the number's wrong and then not do anything with it. AC, what do you think about it before we get out of here? I don't think I have a lean on on the side. I think the the Wings matchup is going to be pretty fun to watch, right? Tard and Paul George against Wiggins and, and Kuminga. I think that'd be great. The winner of those two-on-two matchup is going to win the game, in my opinion. Steph's going to get his. Clay or 
pods potentially will be cut. But I think Terrence Mann playing good defense on one of those guys who's hot is going to be the deciding factor. So I think the Clippers just match up really well against the Warriors. They're going to have to shoot lights out to be able to beat L.A. That's going to do it for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. My thanks to our producers for getting this up on podcast, as well as our video producers getting it up on YouTube.com slash The Action Network. We'll see you again tomorrow for Best Bets for Thursday. On Friday, we will have a special All-Star Weekend edition Best Bets from a bunch of the crew getting those guys lined up right now so be on the lookout for that on monday we'll be on both the action network podcast and we'll have a special buckets episode looking at futures plays to get you through those dead days next week without games my thanks to jay money and albert win the analytics capper for joining me we'll see you guys again next time till then let's get buckets action network reminds you please gamble responsibly If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.